How's it going, everybody? You're listening to episode number 43 of Trail Tales. My name is Kyle O'Grady. I am a thru-hiker. I'm a peak bagger. People, I just, I love to hike. And on this show every single week, I talk to another thru-hiker or another peak bagger about their experiences on the trail. Now, if you're new here, I would ask you to maybe listen to some older episodes. And if you dig it, please subscribe and help out the show. I do lots of episodes where I learn about new trails, like smaller trails, trails like the Cohas Trail in New Hampshire, maybe the Northville to Placid Trail in the Adirondacks, some of these smaller trails you might not have ever heard of. And of course, I do cover the big trails like the Appalachian Trail and the Pacific Crest Trail as well. So it's just a, it's, it's a good time, people. I mean, I love to talk about hiking and my guests definitely do too. And maybe you'll learn something. If you are a regular listener, welcome back. I appreciate you tuning in. And this is going to be a good episode. I'm not going to lie, folks. This might actually be my favorite episode yet. Emery Wonger from the Byland podcast joins me this week. And I mean, we went all over the place. Like, I think I said it during the episode at one point, but like having another podcaster on was great because I mean, (laughs) definitely no shortage of things to talk about. We talked quite a bit about Emery's PCT through hike that he did in 2017. We talk a little bit at the beginning about how he not only backpacks, but he actually backpack hunts, which is something I know absolutely nothing about. And to be honest, I never even really realized that was a thing. So that was really cool to hear about. And then we spent a lot of the time just talking about podcasting in this kind of niche that we both exist in. And I don't know, I, I feel like if you listen to Emery's show, you're going to get to hear a lot of kind of the behind the scenes stuff about Byland. And if you listen to this show, you're going to get to hear a lot of that stuff about Trail Tales as well. So overall, I think it's a pretty damn cool, pretty, pretty damn cool episode. That sounded weird, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And Emery, when you hear this, dude, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so, so much. And let's do it again soon. Now, this is the point in the introduction where I usually ask for people to send me emails and Instagram messages and all that stuff, and I'm going to do that very quickly, but I will say a little uh, foreshadow here. In this episode, we actually talk about how important this stuff is, so I don't know, maybe if you usually just kind of skip over this stuff, like at least try to pay attention to that part of the interview because it really is important. Feedback, I welcome any and all feedback trailtalespod at gmail.com is my email. If you send me an email with some feedback, send me your address as well, and I will happily send you some Trail Tales stickers and a little thank you note. Instagram is a thing as well. You can go follow me on Instagram. I freaking love Instagram, people. I use it way too much. Um, at trailtalespod. I'm almost at 2,000 followers as of this uh, as of this recording, and I don't know, I'm just I'm kind of stoked on that because I care about artificial likes, I guess. So, yeah, please uh, go follow the show on Instagram. Also a great avenue to, to give me feedback and just to say hi, get in touch, and all that stuff at Trail Tales Pod. One more time. Now, another thing I like to do in these introductions is to read my five-star iTunes reviews. And i got to say, you guys freaking killed it the last couple weeks. I've gotten like four or five reviews, and like I'm pretty far behind now, so I'm going to read two to kind of try to catch up make it difficult for me here people go leave some more five star itunes reviews again we kind of talk about this a little bit in the episode but these are like 
a very, very important way you can help the show. It does help rank the show higher. It does help expose the show to more people, which is obviously a good thing for me and maybe a good thing for you. But yeah, I don't know. Five-star iTunes reviews. Let's read a couple here. This one just says, thanks, Colorado Trail, five stars worthy. <laughs> That's a <laughs> short, sweet, to the point. I like it. Thank you very much for that. This next one says, really enjoying the podcast. Super well done and inspiring me to get out there and hike and maybe bag some peaks. That is awesome. I love to hear that this show inspires people to get out on the trail. Again, we talk about this in the episode. Like That's a huge reason why people like myself, people like Emery do these kinds of things. So that's a great review. Thank you very, very much. I'm going to read one more here. It says, my go-to hiking podcast, 10 stars. Now that's freaking awesome. Love this podcast and listen to it weekly. Format is perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Great variety of guests. If you like hiking or backpacking in the Northeast, especially the White Mountains in New Hampshire, don't miss this one. Something for everyone. AT, CDT, PCT. Got me interested in the Cohas Trail and some of the lesser known ones in my home state of Maine. Five stars for sure. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for the iTunes reviews. You know I love that shit. Let's keep them going. The last thing that I'm going to say in this introduction is that this is the 46 Climbs week that I've been talking about in these introductions for the past a couple months now so if you are interested please 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 go over to 46climbs.com and consider joining the trail tales team or or just making a donation under the trail tales team i'll have a link to it in the show notes or like i just said a second ago 46climbs.com if you haven't listened to my previous episode with colby Zemendorf, that's episode number 42 please go check it out and um, yeah, it's uh, it, all the money goes to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. It's a great cause, and I've been very fortunate in that I've raised a decent amount of money for it, um, obviously thanks to you guys. So go check it out one more time. Link in the show notes, 46climbs.com. With that said, let's get into the episode number 43 with Emery Wonger host of the Byland podcast and PCT class of 2017. Emery Wonger, how's it going, man? It's going good, man. Thanks for having me on. I, I nailed your name there, right? Nailed it. Yep. Cool, Got it cool. just right. The Wagners have been butchering our name for a long time. <laughs> Honestly, when I first saw it, like that's that's what I thought. It, it, not even because of the way it, it um, like because if you look at the actual like spelling, that's not really it's not Wagner, <laughs> but like when you just you know skim over it quickly, yep. that's kind of what it looks like. So then I was like, oh, maybe it's Wanger, but no. Welcome it's to my not entire life. <laughs> Those German names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn. Well, dude, yeah, uh, thanks for being here. For everybody listening, Emery is also a podcaster. He is the host of the Byland Podcast, which is an awesome show. I've been kind of just getting into it over these past couple of weeks. And I'll tell you right now, if you like Trail Tales, you're definitely going to like Byland as well. It's very, very similar to this. 
um, probably a little bit better. I'm not just saying that because uh, because you're on the line right now. It's it's a great show, and you should definitely go check it out if you haven't already. Um, Emery has hiked the PCT. He's done some other stuff. And, you know, we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about some of his history. And I think we're going to talk a lot about um, podcasting and content in this, like, niche of, like, hiking outdoor through hiking kind of area. Because, honestly, like, I mean, we, we were kind of talking about this a little bit before uh, we started recording here. Uh, that's, you know, we do this a lot and we don't really get to talk about it that much. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to kind of take advantage of that today. Um, so yeah, dude, thank you so much for being here. Um, why don't we start by just kind of getting a little bit of a background. Um, so, you know, how did you first get into hiking? That's probably the, uh, the question to start with here. All right. I always, I always enjoy these, uh, how, how do you explain yourself questions? Cause I always <laughs> ask my guests, but like anytime the, the situation switched, I'm like, how do I explain myself? <laughs> it's wide um, open, man. It's wide open. <laughs> Uh, how did I get into hiking? I think, so I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. I think it was always a thing, but to be honest, I think I was just not really hiking. Like I, I, after I got out of the military, I went off, went to the military, came back and I was feeling like I wanted to do more like adventure stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where it started, you know, just like wanting, I'd grown up hunting and that kind of a thing. And I just kept wanting to do more, I guess. And I, I was very daunting. So um, I tried these different things out, gone with this person, gone with that person, and nothing really fit. And then I kind of just decided one day to uh, figure it out for myself and whatever that looks like. I didn't really know. So I backpacking was like a very, man, I look at early pictures of myself. And by early, I mean like a handful of years ago. <laughs> um, and I'm like, man, like I, I can see that I had some stuff right, <laughs> but I didn't have the experience to like back up my decision-making yet, which is totally fine, right? That is Gotta 100%. Start somewhere. Oh, yeah, you have to start somewhere. And so there's nothing wrong with it. And I don't laugh at myself. I'm just like, oh, there's Emery trying to figure it out. <laughs> and, I, and then I looked at, look at myself today and I'm like, wow, like what a, what a journey that it's been, right? And I can't say that it's, I think it's better just because it's more, you know, uh, well-rounded, but to be honest, like how I got into hiking and backpacking was just a nag in the back of my mind that was like, oh, you should go out there more. Look at this beautiful place you live in. You should probably explore it instead of like looking at it in pictures and just like instead, just like seeing it for yourself. So that's kind of where it started for me. That's kind of an interesting perspective because I feel like a lot of people these days are more getting into it. And, and, and granted, a lot of people don't live in a place where it's kind of like a accessible like that. I mean, if you live in like New York City, obviously you can't just look out your window and be like, oh, I should go explore that, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of people these days are getting into it more from social media and from mm-hmm. YouTube and all that stuff. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but I do think that's kind of interesting that you experienced it a little bit differently. And like, mm-hmm. it honestly, it honestly makes me think about the way I got into it too, because I feel like I was kind of like a perfect, a perfect mix of both those things, both the mm-hmm. social media and the kind of being able to see it and experience it because mm-hmm. I grew up in um, Chittenden County, Vermont. So real close to the long trail, real close to the Adirondacks, um, real close to, I mean, right in the green mountains pretty much. And so I, I was kind of able to like quite literally look out my back, like look into my backyard and, and see all that 
but I it, it wasn't until I started watching YouTube videos like years ago, honestly, that it kind of pushed me over the edge and made me kind yep. of get out there. So I don't know that that just kind of popped into my head. Um, I th- I I do think it's interesting. Um, that you were influenced more from just kind of your surroundings rather than the media as much. And then here you are as a content creator, as a podcaster, you know, you have a YouTube channel, you have all this stuff and now you're kind of influencing people in that other direction. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah. I I think that I'm, I think when I, when I really started taking an interest in it, um, I, it was right before the like social media wave and like YouTube wave. So it was really hard to find videos about like through hiking <laughs> and like, it would be these, the Pacific Crest trail in five minutes. Yeah. You know? and it was, <laughs> and it wasn't very, um, it was as creative as the technology allowed it to be. Sure. And so there wasn't really a ton of information. And, and if I were to like keep pulling back the layers of like, well, why did you, you know, why did you even start this in the first place? Like those early pictures of myself actually backpacking, they were done with like a hunting mindset. So I enjoy, I've talked about about this on my podcast a lot. Like I enjoy all forms of backpacking and outdoor activities. I am like, you can see me looking like uh, a hippie on the PCT or like (laughs) a hunter in the fall, right? Like I don't judge anyone it's all open for me. And I'm like, cool. I just like different stuff. You know, I'm, I just like to try different things out. And so I think for me actually probably originated like the origin story was I was very unhappy, um, hunting the way I was hunting. Like I would just go out for these days and I'm like, but these people backpack, they hunt out of their backpacks and they, they do these gnarly adventures. And, uh, I wanted to kind of learn how to do that. And so for me, it started there and there's like a brand mystery ranch that they were making these like bridging this gap between like backpackers and like load hauling and hunting. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And so that's kind of where it started for me. And then it, and then it morphed. And then like a hand handful of years later, I'm like (laughs) Southern terminus of the PCT (laughs) staring North. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, that all happened pretty quickly. That's a, see, that's another thing, dude. Uh, Honestly, I don't know. Maybe it's a West coast thing or people listening. Um, if you're an East Coaster and like this is a like backpack hunting is a thing too. Um, maybe I just don't know about it because I'm not a hunter, but I don't, I don't know. Like I, I don't know anything about that honestly can you just like talk about like this whole backpacking hunting thing a little bit maybe, maybe like yeah. over here the, the wilderness isn't just or just isn't like fast enough for it but i i mean i i know a lot of people who hunt but mm-hmm. i've never heard of like people going out for like multiple days and like you know camping and hunting at yep. the same time so i i think that's pretty cool well so it, it's really fascinating man um i i have the opportunity to <laughs> live in a, inside a couple of different worlds um, the, the hunting world is very, uh, it can be intense sometimes cause you have <laughs> these like bold characters. But then if you think about it, if you've ever gone to like a trail days of any kind, you're like, Whoa, like I went to PCT days and it's like very bold characters. They're <laughs> yeah. like, you're like, Oh my gosh, these guys are weathered. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I am sure. never hiking with any of these people. Right. But then <laughs> you're, you're, so you get to see this like compare and contrast and if anyone's unfamiliar with the backpack hunting world, it's kind of an excuse to, it is an excuse to get away from the road systems and to get, to get back there into game animals that are 
less frequented by human beings. So it's a just it's a different kind of experience. And if really at the end of the day, I think the 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 idea of the backcountry hunter is one thing. And if you were to ask those people individually, like the people that backpack hunt, like basically they go, they they leave the trailhead, you're backpacking just with your and then you're hoping to pick up a deer or elk in the woods, right? Like you're trying mm-hmm. to harvest meat, right? Yeah. So like at the end of the day, it's a lot of deer hiking and deer and elk hiking instead of like, you know, harvesting. Um, but if you were to ask, I think if you were asked most people that are doing this kind of an activity, like really it's just their escape, you know, for the same reasons. And that's one of the reasons why I created Byland in the first place is because I was caught between these two worlds and I wanted to bridge them and be like, dude, I hunt and I go backpacking and I like everyone. Why can't we all just be friends? And uh, the things that I've learned hunting, I have directly applied to backpacking and not hunting and then vice versa. Like the things that I learned on a through hike, I learned, I, I have adapted into my hunting setup and it's been like mutually beneficial and they both have their own worlds. But really the idea is that you're leaving the trailhead. You're going to spend I don't know, a couple nights or a night in the backcountry amongst the animals and you don't have to hike two or three miles in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> like really, really that's the, the gist of it. And you have two different styles of hunting, um, backpack hunting. Essentially you have people that move with the animals every day. So oh, you pack damn, a camp. I see. I didn't even, that's, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you have like, you know how like through hiking, you're picking up camp and moving every single day, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like that. Like, there's a lot of guys out there that pack up camp and they hunt with camps on their backs and then where the say elk hunting, they're in the elk and then, Hey, the elk stopped and it's dark. I'm just going to make camp here. And then they resume in the morning and then they don't have to hike out five miles, you know, that kind of a thing. So, and the other kind is a base camp. You hike in a few miles, you set up a base camp and you hunt out from there. So really, uh, it's just an excuse to get back there a little bit further into a little more, um, untouched like you don't have as much hunting pressure and the animals act a little bit different and the experience is a little more uh rich if you will yeah yeah dude that's that's so cool like like i said before i asked that question like not anything i really know anything about so i think mm-hmm. that's a that's definitely a unique perspective for trail tales so i'm yeah. glad we get to kind of talk about that a little bit um Honestly, I wish I had a. I wish I had. I had prepared some more questions on that, but maybe when you come back on the show, we can talk about it yeah, a dude. little bit more. Because I feel like I could probably ask you questions for a whole hour mm-hmm. just about that. <laughs> which <laughs> I need to do so. I think that's so cool. I think that's so cool. Um, I kind of want to redirect back to like uh, through hiking and the PCT a little bit. So yeah, you know, you you said you were kind of immersed in this like uh this this environment that kind of inspired you to, to get out and and start backpacking. Mm -hmm. Now, were you like learning about like through hiking specifically at this time? Were you kind of setting your eyes on the PCT at this time or were you more just um, like, just like go and do a weekend loop or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So when I first started getting into backpacking, it was the idea of backpack hunting. I wanted to backpack hunt. That was my goal. And then because, and then it morphed into, well, I should just go backpacking. And then it was like without hunting because, you know, you can go all summer long and not go hunting, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's more opportunities. There's more things to do out there than just hunt. So 
I was like, okay, cool. I'll go backpacking and try these different things. And, and it was, you know, a weekend trip. That was the idea. I think the longest thing I'd ever done is a hike around Mount St. Helens and it was like 30 miles. Right. So, and I think I, I the first time I did that in, in two days and the first time I hated it. And then, uh, I had to know what I was doing and it was miserable. Uh, and then the second time I did it in three days and it was better. And then, you know how you just kind of slowly, like it's a process, right? And that's why for me, I don't care where you're at in your process and where you're in, in your experience. It's, you're going to go in these weird different directions. And years ago, to get back to the through hiking, years ago, a seed was planted. I would imagine somehow, some way, um, I was in Mount Adams wilderness. It's along the PCT. I was, uh, in there on some horses and these homeless people showed up <laughs> and it turns out they were through hikers. <laughs> and I was like, we were like, Hey, and I was probably like 15 or something. And they were like, Oh, we just hiked from Mexico. And I'm like, that's, that's impossible. <laughs> and it was on the PCT. And, um, that was probably early 2000s. I'm 35 now. So, um, and I was like, Oh, that's possible. Like people hike from Mexico. And then as I start, you know, as you start researching backpacking and tips and techniques, you're bound to come across different people doing different things. And, and lo and behold, there was this, uh, documentary on the John Muir trail and it was called mile, mile and a half, I believe. Okay. Um, it's really good documentary. Um, at least I thought so. And it inspired me to like, I wonder if I could do this thing. This JM2 is like 200 miles. And I'm like, oh, what is through hiking? How are these people doing this? How, are you, how do you hike 200 miles? How do you get your food? You know, Yeah, like how stuff. does this whole thing happen? And then you get obsessed and then you're like, well, what? How are these people hiking from Mexico to Canada? And then there's three of these big trails and what? How does this all work? Well, then curiosity is peaked. And then um, I got involved in a nonprofit called Warrior Expeditions. And I ended up being, I was like, hey, I'll volunteer for you guys. I live along the PCT. Uh, and by the way, I live like 30 minutes from the trail crossing uh, on the on the Columbia River. So the PCT is basically in my backyard. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just do a section of the PCT one, one year. And then I'm like, well, I don't know. I kind of want to experience it in its whole <laughs> entirety. But I'm like, hey, you got a day job. You should probably figure that out. Um, so I, so, you know, I didn't really know if it was going to happen. And then, you know, just one thing after the next, things just keep happening. And before you know it, I'm volunteering for this organization as the PCT coordinator, helping these vets get up the trail. And then they're like, Hey, do you want to hike the trail some year? And I'm like, yeah. And then the stars aligned. My, my, uh, employer allowed me to leave for six months. Oh, like nice. Of absence. Nice. And I basically had no excuses. And I was looking for them <laughs> because, dude, this thing's like very daunting. Like that's oh, a, for sure. getting like, you know, like getting down to a terminus and even like the thought process and, and you know, you're look, I think we all try and look for excuses at some, to some degree. And I was looking for them and they were going away one after the other. And finally I was like, okay, it's meant to be, I'm doing this thing. Screw it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, this is, this is, uh, escaping me at the moment. What year did you hike again? 2017. 2017. So, yeah. I mean, you were, you said your, your employer kind of gave you that leave of absence, which, which yeah. I think is awesome. I mean, I'm sure, you know, that doesn't happen super, no. super often. And I kind of had a similar thing, except I hadn't started yet. They just let me have the time before I started, but without going down that route, what I was going to say is I feel like you were kind of at a, um, 
I mean, early early thirties, I guess. Eh, maybe maybe not so much. Uh, maybe maybe not as much as like someone who's in their forties or fifties. But I mm-hmm. feel like you were kind of like a slightly abnormal age group for a through hike. Oh, working um, age for sure. Like usually you get these like in between people and like seasonal workers. Yeah, absolutely. It was yeah, and very I, strange age to go. I yeah, mean. and I say abnormal. That that's not the right term. But I think I think people get what I'm right. What I'm going for there. Uh, I don't know how. What was your experience like? Um, you know, kind of dealing with that. Just the the. I I think it's strange. I mean, the characters you see on the trail. Are, are, you know, across the board, you know, you have young people, older people. I mean, the thing that I learned about through hiking is like there, I used to think there was like a, I don't want to use the word stereotype, but stereotype mm-hmm. uh, for for lack of a better word. And you get out there and you're like, oh, there's no stereotype. There's just people out here. <laughs> <laughs> They're just doing their own thing. And, and some people were, you know, after, right after college, between some, between um, semesters, uh, retired, they quit their job and they were like, I'll figure it out on the other side. And so it was kind of across the board. And I felt, I never really felt like I, I won't say that I didn't really feel like I didn't fit in, but there was a part to me where I felt like a lot of people had given up a lot more than what I had to do mm-hmm. it. Okay. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, here I am. Like, I'm not going to mention to anybody that I <laughs> <laughs> leave of absence because everyone's like, "Oh man, I don't know what I'm gonna. I don't want to yeah. do Yeah, honestly, you know? I I can kind of relate to that a little bit, uh, just because I had like my job as a software engineer waiting for yeah. me, and um, I don't know. I I still like told some people when they asked, but yeah. you know, I did feel not not guilty, but just a little bit like uncomfortable sometimes when yep. people would uh kind of uh compl- not complain um we kind of be a little bit stressed out about what yep. was going to happen no, stress, afterwards for sure you know? yeah it's very stressful because and you, as the trail wears on and you get like that mental breakdown area and you're like then that's what makes people leave right because mm-hmm. they're like i gotta i gotta figure life out and you're like and here i was i'm like i don't really have to figure it out like i just have to get back <laughs> on october 1st <laughs> yeah dude yeah dude it was the same thing for me pretty much yeah yep so yeah i felt like it was really awesome i got to my employer letting me do that was by far one of the greatest gifts um and the peace of mind knowing that i could come back and i didn't have to figure that part out was really awesome and it allowed me to to push forward a lot so yeah man it was it was interesting yeah for sure and i mean i'm sure you'll (laughs) agree that uh that is not like super normal and we're both incredibly lucky yep um definitely not something i took for granted and and honestly, like as I kind of, you know, look to the future in doing more long through hikes, I'm kind of like having to mm-hmm. like think about these things that I didn't really have to think about. Like, okay, yeah. shit, well, where am I going to live after I'm done? Yeah. Or what if I like get off like before I'm done? Like, you know, what yeah. happens then? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's definitely going to be a different experience uh, next time. And it's, it's so weird. There's so many aspects of it. Like if you, I don't, it, you've probably pondered when the right time is to hike. And mm-hmm. listeners will probably be like, well, when, when, when should I hike? Should I hike after I retire? Should I hike before I go to school? Should I re- hike? You know, all these different, you have all these questions and there's no right answer. You just have to figure it out. And like, sometimes it takes this, like I met people that had given up a lot to be on that trail. Yeah, man. And I was like, that's awesome. Good for you. Um, I will say that I was encouraged by someone to just ask the com- my company if I could do it. 
Yeah. Like, I've heard people dude, I've, really I've heard people like, say that same thing though. Like for, I mean that's how I got it too, you know, I I just like told them like, "Hey, I want to come back, mm-hmm. but I've been planning this for a long time, yep. so like can we work something out, you know?" Absolutely. I talked to the HR department. I was like, "Is this a thing?" And then I literally wrote a letter to the CEO oh, and really? dropped it in Damn. his mailbox, like dropped it on his desk and was like, "Here's me." Here's what I do. Here's what I've done. I'd like to come back. I think I'm good at my job. I just need to do this. Mm-hmm. And it was, and I remember I got a call from like the HR manager and was like, we're doing this. Damn. <laughs> I was like, huh. That's a right, good so, feeling, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. So like, yeah, you might be told no, but I mean, if you're at a job, I mean, to anyone listening, if you're at a job and you don't think it's possible, just ask. The worst they can say is no. And then you're right back at square one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you for know? sure. Absolutely. I mean, that's a that's that's definitely a, a solid piece of advice. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it, but like, chances are like they they're probably gonna say no, or at least the chances are higher that they're gonna say no. But like, you don't know for sure. And and yep. and I don't know. Like, I I feel like even even if you don't get exactly what you want in that regard, um, you might be able to work something else out too. Absolutely. So. Like maybe you can't do a big long trail, but there are plenty of like. 500 mile trails i mean there's plenty of that stuff around there you mm-hmm. just have to shape it to your you know to what you you have available yeah for sure man dude we're like 20 minutes in we're already like jumping all over the place i love this <laughs> this is what happens when you have a fellow podcaster on <laughs> as your guest um i don't say that like in a bad way towards any of my any of my other guests but i don't know dude like uh we're killing it this is this yeah. is good stuff um, I kind of want to talk about Byland. So mm-hmm. I mentioned at the top of the episode, you know, you have this podcast, but you also do some other stuff. You have a, a website, yeah, a blog, and some YouTube videos as well. Why don't you just start by just kind of explaining what exactly Byland is? This is going to be a great exercise for myself because I feel like lately I've been wonder- I've been like trying to answer that for myself as well because <laughs> I feel like as a creative. I'm like, you know, half left, half right brain. And so sometimes I get off track and I'm like, well, what am I doing? What is it? Yeah. You got like new ideas and you like want to explore that, but then you kind of neglect other things and it's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So this is, this is great. Um, This is a good like therapy for me. Um, (laughs) By land, uh, if the origin story of by land was me sharing my experiences, Uh, it was, I'm obsessed with the idea of like documenting stuff. I love journaling. Um, the, the name by land came from like, I, I'm obsessed with the Lewis and Clark expedition. And there was a phrase in one of Clark's journals that was like basically covered, you know, covered X amount of miles, but today by land. And I, I saw that phrase and I was like, dude, that's a really cool way of putting that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Oh, at the end of the day, we're just using the landscape to get to where we're going, right? And that we can be philosophical conversations, right? You can go off on a bunch of different tangents. You can spend an entire PCT hike um, thinking about it. But the so it, it was like kind of twofold. It was it was one. I just wanted to kind of share my journey because at the time there wasn't a lot of good content. And I'm not saying my content's like good or great or awesome. But it wasn't the content that I was looking for. And I just wanted to share my journey with people and be like, hey, if you read it, great. If you don't, at the end of the day, it was a personal project. Yeah, man. And I thought to myself, I'm like, well, the internet's not going away anytime soon. Maybe one day my, you know, future Emery's will 
read this stuff <laughs> and I don't really care what happens to it. And I still don't really care. I would love for it to become something far, far bigger than I could ever imagine. But if it doesn't, I'm still really happy about it. And it was a way for me to kind of document things, share my experiences that I've learned, share my thoughts with people and then help people and also bridge the gap. I mentioned that earlier, bridge the gap between communities and that's kind of where everything spawned from. So it, nev it never was intended to be a podcast. I'd thought about it. I never intended it to be a YouTube channel. I thought about it. Didn't have the skills or the confidence to do it. Um, but I figured I could hide behind a keyboard and tell my story with some cool pictures and uh, figure out, <laughs> you know, uh, rudimentary like web design and figure out what works and what doesn't work. And just kind of like honestly at the end of the day, have fun with it. So that's kind of where it was. And today, I mean, I don't know. I just want to help people. So that's what it's for. Yeah, dude. Which I which I think is is super awesome and and definitely a reason why I do this as well. Um, how far into after? Let me rephrase that. Uh, how soon after you started Byland did you start the podcast specifically? Um, let's see. I think it'd probably been a couple of years, maybe three years. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Damn. Yeah, it was It was a while. And the only reason the podcast started after my PCT hike, because I was jazzed on like motivation. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like I'm a creative person. I need it in my life. And when I, f I describe hiking long trails as like seeing in color for the first time, um, I just had ideas like bursting left and right. And I was, I'd been listening to podcasts and I was, I, like I said, I debated before hiking about doing a podcast, but I didn't really know. I don't really even know if I had like that, the direction to do it. And then I was listening to a podcast talking about podcasting <laughs> and why it's a good medium. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do this thing. So I got home and I had probably... 30 days. I, I ended the PCT. I was, I had to go around the Sierra section because it was littered with snow and I went through and I was on a limited time frame, right? So yeah, man, I went around the Sierra, had to bounce ahead a couple times, got to Canada and was intending on coming back. But when I got to Canada, it was like Labor Day. Actually, I'm coming up on my, as of we're recording this, I was coming up on my two year anniversary of getting to Canada. So I ended up Labor Day weekend and I had to be back to work <laughs> October 1st <laughs> and I was getting married on October 7th. And I was like, Dude, talk about a freaking timeline. Holy yeah. shit. And then I had to like decompress from this whole through hiking thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I just got to Canada. My, my fiance is like looking at me and, uh, I can't, I can't look at her and be like, I'm going back. So, yeah. um, see you later. Right. So I just went home, I moved in, we did the whole thing. And I had a very brief amount of time of like unobstructed creativity so I just launched the podcast in that like 30 day window or less than 30 day week window. So you, you decided while you were still on trail that you wanted yeah. to, dude, that's, yep. that is so similar to my story. Like before I, I kind of knew I wanted to do something. I wasn't sure if it would be a podcast or a, a YouTube channel. Honestly, I, I kind of resisted the idea of doing anything related to hiking at all. Like I kind of wanted yeah. to do something um completely different than hiking. And I spent like... Yeah a good like at least quarter of my through hike trying to like once i figured out that i wanted to do a podcast i i spent like so much time trying to figure out like ideas like 
Um, in one of my Patreon bonus episodes, I like went through like my notepad of like ideas I had for podcasts, and they're all just trash. So oh, eventually, yeah. I kind of was just like, I, I almost gave in. I was like, you know what? Fine, I'll just do. I I I know hiking better than anything. Like I should just freaking mm-hmm. do it on that. So that is like a very similar story to me. I I yeah. think that's a that's pretty interesting. Yeah, in the early it's so funny. Like I think about where the podcast is at today and I have my rhythm and I, I don't know where it came from. Uh, it's funny. Cause when I, I don't think I have, I have a list of ideas that are ridiculous on my phone of all my, like, it was like my wash, my list of ideas that I had in Washington. And it's the most ridiculous list of ideas, none of which are anything related to the podcast. <laughs> I think it was like, start a podcast, but it didn't say like, what are you going to talk about? But the idea was I just wanted to help people. So the early episodes, I need to go back and listen to them because I'm curious to see what I was going for as opposed to what I'm going for now. And I think the Mm -hmm. mission's the same. I just think you naturally morph into a different, you, you just naturally get into a, a rhythm and and I like the rhythm that I'm in right now. It feels pretty good. How many uh, episodes does Byland have out right now? Uh, this week, um, I launched 89. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's, so you're, you're, yeah, you're probably about a year, year more than, than I, I am. Cause this is going to be number 43. Yep. Yeah. And you, it's, we, they go down really quickly, but slowly at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. It's a very odd <laughs> thing. And you're trying to like, I, it's been, up, I'm sure you've experienced it, but, um, there are for sure ups and downs of creativity and motivation and whys and whys and why nots. And then you're like, yeah, this is awesome. And you're like, what, <laughs> why am I doing this? And then you like never fails about the time you get like that, huh? What am I doing? Like you question like why you're putting the effort into this kind of thing. You get an email from someone and one of the episodes helps them. And you're like, you're like, yeah, definitely i don't care what happens like i I just see people this is why i always ask you to email me at the beginning of the freaking episode yeah (laughs) don't just take it from me take it from him yeah because it's so nice it's re-motivating and like i want to keep the episodes going and right now i would say right now i'm kind of sliding into one of those huh i wonder what i'm doing like i need to feel inspired again and i feel inspired i'm just trying to look around the room and looking for like okay what do i want to do who do i want to talk to and i also know that i don't want to just create stuff just to create it every week you know mm-hmm. yeah you want it to be meaningful and i took the pressure off myself early on my wife sat me down and was like uh you should just chill out <laughs> and i'm like yeah but you know i'm just what's going on she goes you should just take a break and like refocus and not take it seriously and, and have fun with it again and that, that was like probably i don't know probably 20 episodes in or so and i'm like you're right you're like yeah cool and so i think that's helped me kind of refocus. And every time I, I find myself like not feeling super creative, I'm like, dude, I don't have to put these things out every single week. People are going to understand. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Honestly, really- I, I can kind of relate to that as well. Um, I've, I don't know how many I've missed, but I, I've probably missed like four or five weeks yeah. since I started maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of those were just because of like travel or uh, yep. Christmas. I didn't put an episode out on Christmas, but a couple of them too were just uh you know not really feeling it for whatever yep. reason and um you know i think i i hope my listeners at this point would trust that like if i skip a week here or there i uh you know it's cuz i'm just uh you know 
taking a breather or whatever. Yeah. Um, I've also found that I really try to push myself to do them unless I like know for sure that I can't like because yeah. like honestly, especially um, with just with my schedule, you know, working forty hours a week mm-hmm. at a computer in a cubicle mm-hmm. like sometimes i get home and like i just like even even like it happens almost every single time i'll be honest like even today um when i get home like first thing i'm like ah, do i really want to go sit and yep. and you know sit in front of a screen for like another like hour plus mm-hmm. um and usually i just kind of force myself to get into it because i'll tell you right now like this is good stuff and i'm very glad i decided to not cancel this um <laughs> And and I'll, I'll I'll yeah I'll just I'll force myself to do it yeah. unless I like really 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 can't or really need a break and like yeah. I said that has happened like I think twice but I don't know I don't know it's 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 cool to hear this uh, from another podcaster um, because I'm I don't know it's like I don't have these conversations and uh, it is kind of like a a shitty feeling sometimes to yeah. be like I've committed to one a week and I might I'm not gonna make this week even though I probably could have you know. It's a lonely thing. Like podcasting is lonely. Like unless you're Joe Rogan or you're in this like room full of people that are giving <laughs> you energy, the only one that's going to do it is you. And I've even found interviewing guests. Like I've I've done I've prepared for interviews and I'm like I am like you I'm I'm not feeling it today. And then I get into the episode. I'm interviewing this person. I'm like they're giving me energy, and I'm like oh, yeah, yeah, dude, exactly. This is cool. And then what's funny is that I interviewed a guy recently. And I was like, dude, this guy's a rock star. Like, this was super fun. And then he emailed me afterwards and he's like, dude, I really needed that. Like, I needed that big time. And I'm like, huh. Like, he was feeling just un- like he was in a, a a low point of creativity and like wondering. And I'm like, dude, so this thing goes two ways. Like, sometimes it's good for the podcast or sometimes it's good for the guest. And, it's some- and sometimes it's good for the audience. I think it's just a really fascinating <laughs> medium. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's in it, it's perfect for our um our kind of content because yeah. it's like hikers can talk about freaking like like in, in the YouTube videos and stuff, you know, the the ten minute, you know, mm-hmm. tutorials or blog posts and stuff, like those are great, but you can't go in with a ten minute video, you know? Like you yeah. I feel like you can't get, you know, the sort of things out of 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 conversations that you can in in long form podcasts, obviously. So I think the medium yeah. definitely lends itself uh, super well just to through hiking and, and backpacking, um, you know, content. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, I kind of want to go back to when you first started the podcast. So this is something I can definitely relate to. When you first started, did you have like any idea what the hell you were doing when it came to like producing a podcast or even just like interviewing someone? Like, can you talk about no. that a little bit? No, I, I, one of the things that keeps me from (laughs) listening to those early episodes is I don't want to, I don't want to hear myself sound like an idiot, but it pains me that my first episode is my third most downloaded of all time. I'm like, Oh oh gosh, like how many people like go back and like first discover the show now and like listen to that episode and are like, the hell is this guy talking about i just want to scream like it was my first one i'm sorry like (laughs) i think i've gotten a little bit better like shit (laughs) well so i kind of so to 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 answer your question no i didn't know what i was doing i but i'm a quick learner um i've somehow gained the confidence of just knowing that i can figure things out unless it's construction um or mechanics like (laughs) those two things are off the 
dude off the table i'm the same way honestly man (laughs) anything with the computer i could probably figure out but uh yeah i don't know anything about my car i'll put it that way (laughs) yeah so when i was in washington and i decided to do the podcast i think i probably decided in oregon somewhere and then washington i was like you know what i got 500 miles to kind of figure this thing out and so i would listen to podcasts along the along my uh and during my day and i had come across some like just how to interview people uh you know just very basic things and not only that but i was listening to podcasts that were that i enjoyed and i listened to how they interviewed and i was like cool i'm not going to copy them but at least i can take some tips you know yeah. like i can just kind of learn the process of it and one of the benefits of podcasting that I was kind of sold me on it was uh I wasn't very good. I never considered myself very good at communicating. And I think that podcasting has allowed me to hone that skill. I think I still use, I could still use a lot of help and and (laughs) guidance on like how to properly communicate in the least amount of words possible. Uh, But podcasting has definitely helped me out in like conversational, but also it's also helped me out just to get to know people in regular life. Yeah, dude. Like I know how to... I now know how to dig into questions and and pick up on things that people are saying that normally I would have glossed over. Mm-hmm. You can really easily pick out passion points on people from people and you just like read what they're talking about and you're like, cool, tell me more about that. <laughs> yeah. And next thing you know, you got like an hour down and you're like, I got to have you back, man. Um, so no, I didn't really know what I was doing. And on the edit, the technical side, I didn't really know what I was doing there either, but I, I kind of just, committed to getting the stuff that I knew was going to make my life easier and it wasn't cheap, but it did make me feel better about what I was doing. It's strange that way. I don't know. I don't know if it was worth it, but <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't want to have any excuses. I'm that guy. Like I just didn't want to have excuses not to do it. Like, Oh, this is a pain I'm about to set up, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. I'm a po- process driven dude. So I need to have process until it's time to create. And then I need, I need to allow myself to create. So, uh, I didn't really know what I was doing. I fake it really, really well. Um, <laughs> I think I'm getting better at it, but I now I just built myself the pro- the creative process and then let the conversation happen. So, yeah, does that kind of help answer the yeah, dude? Idea and, and of- I I feel like I can relate to that a lot as well. It's like um, it's like as far as the technical stuff goes, I I I so I literally started um like I I think it was GIMP. I opened up GIMP like the day at or. Yeah, the day after I got back from my through hike and started to make the initial like terrible, terrible like cover art or a, like a logo oh, and stuff for Gosh, the show. Yeah. Um, but like I, I, I kind of just like threw myself into it right when I, right when I got back to mm-hmm. and and again like I'm a, I'm a technical person like I'm a software developer so like you know I, I I didn't really know what I was doing but I knew I could kind of figure it out. Um, I think the hardest part was just like getting some confidence even um i i was lucky in that most of the people i interviewed for my first like four or five episodes were people that i had actually met on my through hike and like Mm -hmm. hiked with so i wasn't just talking to someone i'd never met before you know yeah Um, because it's it's intense and very intimidating absolutely absolutely and and so honestly i feel like maybe even some of my like um like later early episodes like once i interviewed everybody i knew already like and i had to kind of branch out 
I feel like some of those might have been the mm-hmm. most challenging. Um, th- for that first one, still makes me cringe a little bit though. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I, it's it's cool to kind of hear someone else's process like that. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. And, and again, to kind of relate this to myself because that's what I'm kind of doing here. Um, when I started to, I. I, I set like a pretty hard goal and I don't think I've ever said this on um on the main episodes before. I think I might have mentioned it again in one of the Patreon episodes, but um I I set the goal of okay, I'm gonna do a weekly podcast and you know, I I, I didn't really know it at the time, but you know, I, I miss a week every now and then like we talked about earlier. But I was like, I'm gonna do one episode a week for an entire year and like that's yep. my goal. Like if I yep get like a shit ton of downloads great if i if nobody listens and no one cares i don't care i'm gonna mm-hmm. do it for a year and after that you know if i want to continue great if i don't then i can stop i'm gonna continue by the way everybody as i approach a year um but you know that was kind of like my my goal did you set like a hard goal like that or anything kind of similar yeah very similar story i well, buying the the gear, I was like, huh, okay, I need to commit <laughs> to this thing because I need to not feel like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Um, just for my own, you know, my wife made me feel very good about, you know, investing into it, but I needed to feel good about it as well. So yeah, I think I, very similar. I want to say that I wanted to do it for a year and see, see what would happen. And again, very similar story. If I think I, I didn't even track downloads at the beginning, um, because it was, I was like, I don't really care. Like, no one's gonna listen. Not, it's not like I'm gonna have a million downloads yeah, every yeah. episode, so I don't really need to track that stuff. But then I, at some point early on, I was like, I should probably track this stuff just so I know that people are out there, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and that like how episode, and I can see the growth. So maybe that would be a little motivation. So at the beginning, it's kind of like not motivation. You're like, oh, <laughs> and then after a while, you're like, oh okay, like now there's, there's some people listening and, and it's funny that the, the downloads are really, the, the listenership is really interesting. I've had to kind of learn about what that means. Um, I feel like when I started podcasting, we were still in the idea of like, you have to have these numbers and the numbers mean everything. And I think that's changing now. Um, you know, you hear these like, I don't know, you hear numbers of downloads and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm nowhere near that. Like that's, it's going to take me forever. But then you start sitting back and you're like, well, what's the point of all those downloads? Like, I guess, you know, there could be a point of like making money and and growing a business out of it and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. But those are like, shoot, pick your poison and not even poison, but chick, pick your mission. You know, like, are you wanting to like immediately blow up and have this big, and this is where I'm coming from. Are you immediately wanting to blow up and have this gigantic following be like Tim Ferriss or Joe Rogan? Or are you just wanting to help people and have a good time and hopefully make, make something of it one day? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that I, I think I was kind of middle of the road on that. Like I'd really like to be successful and I'd really like to help people. And now my mindset has shifted to, I, I tell my guests before we record, and I mean this because I, I, I wholeheartedly believe it. And I've even mentioned it to like brands that try to put me in a, uh, you know, chokehold with like, how many followers do you have? <laughs> I tell them one person. <laughs> I'm, I'm like one. 
I've literally told her, I remember I had this brand reach out to me when I, I was talking to a brand. They're like, well, your social media following's not that big. Call me back when you have more reach. Ouch. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, and I hit him back and I'm like, oh, well, guess what? I really don't care. <laughs> I was like, the people that I do, in a, you know, do follow and, and have a community with, they care. And I have conversations with them and it means something to them. And I really only care that there's one person listening. And dude, I've had brands completely walk back on that. Like, oh yeah, you have a good point. It's really funny how you start putting a perspective for them. And, and I just tell my guests, I'm like, well, let's reach one person today and see, see where that goes. Because it's true, man. Like it just matters. Like if you can help one person that one day, fix a problem, enlighten them, show them something, spark an interest in something, help them break down a barrier. It's a win. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. That's, that's, that's such a good, um, that's such a good way to come at it. Um, I, I, I don't think I have like a, a, like a 180 of that. Um, I do think that maybe hearing you say this is, uh, kind of making me realize that I do pay attention to the numbers a little bit too much. Um, maybe that's just because like, I like to see the growth, but I, 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 I don't, I don't do know. I, I like your, I like your idea of, you know, just starting with one person. It's my, it's my battle flag towards like obsessing about <laughs> growth. And, and you know again, what I'm saying? It's like, Oh yeah. And, and that's not to say like paying attention to the numbers, yeah. like means you're only doing it for like, you yeah. know, the, the numbers or, yeah. or whatever. Obviously like that's not my motivation, but like, absolutely, you know, it, it is easy to get wrapped up in that stuff. Yeah. And, and another thing too, it's like, if you can successfully reach one person, I feel like that means that first of all, you're probably going to reach more than one person successfully Absolutely. as well. And the capacity to reach, you know, X amount of people is also mm-hmm. there. Yeah, dude. And it's, it, I struggle with the download obsession from time to time. I'm like, huh, I've really plateaued or I wonder what's going on here. Like, or I'll look at an episode. And I'm like, huh, did I label that wrong? Like, did it, huh, that's weird. Okay, why did that one spike? Oh, mm. and it's all these, and there's really no rhyme or reason. I don't know. Like <laughs> there's like podcasting has a long ways to go in terms of figuring out what's going on in that thing. You can't um, even see how many freaking subscribers you have. Like, I think that's yeah, ridiculous, first of all. <laughs> exactly. Like when you start peeling back the onion on all this stuff, I'm like, no one even knows. Like no <laughs> one even knows what you're doing. Like it's not YouTube. Yeah. Like YouTube was smart and they were like, uh, we're just going to make an awesome platform and it's all going to be organic. But like, you don't like how many subscribers do you have? I don't freaking know. I have no idea. How many downloads do you get? Well, I, to be honest with you, I don't think anyone really knows because what download means it was downloaded to a device or whatever, right? Clicked on whatever you mm-hmm. might say. Was it listened to? Yeah. In, entirely. Was it listened to like no multiple idea. times? You know, like you... Exactly. Like, I, I highly doubt that many people are listening to me multiple times, but you exactly. know, like shit, you, like you, you, you just, you don't know. And yeah. another thing kind of on this topic, and I say this in my episode introduction sometimes when I'm asking for feedback, there's no mm-hmm. comment section either. And that exactly. one gets me because like, I'm Kills always looking me. for ways to improve and yes. you can only say like, send me feedback like so many times before it just starts to sound kind of generic and i i mentioned yep. that in my uh, introduction last week and it's like no like i actually mean like please send me feedback like yeah. i can't just open a page and see like 
you know, someone, you know, saying that they were inspired by this part or saying that my voice sounds like shit or some other goofy, goofy stuff, you know, like it's, it's hard to get that feedback in this medium. Absolutely. I mean, I started a a Facebook page, a Facebook group for the podcast, which like has helped get that interaction because there's no comment section. And what do you say? Like, like you said, you feel like a broken record and you're like, uh, please leave me a review on iTunes. That helps me reach more people. Mm-hmm. But but that's so weird. Like it's just the whole, it's just awkward and uncomfortable. And <laughs> that's not me. And I'm like, but I feel like I have to say it. Because it but is like, important. Because it, it really does help. Like if you, I've noticed if if you get a handful of reviews and, and comments inside like iTunes or whatever, like it really does help you out. Yeah. But at the same time, like then you sound like a broken record and I'm like, oh man, if people, so I'll just be like, uh, if you want to help me out, you can leave a review on iTunes or just share it with a friend or not. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, do whatever you want. Like do whatever you like, want, man. Like, cause at the end of the day, I'm going to be here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude. Exactly. Um, damn. Uh, let's see. I have so many questions here. We're definitely not going to get to all of them. Um, oh, let's see. How about this? Um, so kind of, going back towards your show specifically Mm -hmm. kind of redirecting back towards your show. Um, this might be hard to do because honestly, just thinking about it from my end, like, I don't really know if I'd be able to do this, but if you had to pick like a favorite episode that you've done, what would that be? And can you kind of just talk about it a little bit? Yeah, man. Um, it's so it's, so it's like picking your favorite children sometimes exactly that's exactly what i was and I, <laughs> I almost I, said that exact term <laughs> well only because there's so much and it's but again it's like so lame to say that right i lately i've really been enjoying the podcast lately um not that i didn't enjoy them before but i feel like my interviewing skills have become more uh pointed mm-hmm. and i can i can dig in a little bit more and if I just look over, like, I'm just looking over the different episodes that I've done recently. And I just feel like they all have various points in them that I'm like, dude, yes. <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, let's talk about this. But if I had to choose, um, I feel like one of my, one of my favorites as of late, uh, I did one with, Tyler Lau, uh, he's a long distance hiker. He did the, he did the calendar year triple crown. Like my, my my listeners should know him because he was on my show like freaking months and months ago, like December yeah. I think. But yeah, so I don't need to tell his story. Um, he's an awesome guy, and every time I talk to him, I, I one I had him on about his calendar year triple crown, and then two I I talked to him about how trails are built, like because he's a trail builder. Yeah. Um, and I've just found that to be fascinating. But when we started the episode, like half of it was kind of, he had been posting some stuff recently about um, what it meant to be uh, uh, like the first Asian American to to do this tri- calendar triple crown. And I know that's like a, like you're starting to see this stuff pop up more and more. So I just asked him like, Hey dude, what does this mean to you? And we, to learn from him. And so we talked about like what that meant to him and then how to build trails. And I felt like learning about the trail systems and how they're built 
is like the foundation of backpacking. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And so I never really understood how things are done and why they're done and how they get there. And so he was able to really educate me on that stuff. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of my most recent favorite episodes, uh, just from like a very foundational standpoint. Yeah. Um, I also really enjoyed my episode with him as well, like talking about his calendar, your triple crown. Just freaking insane. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like, I like talking to these people that have done some serious miles because you wouldn't really know it. And I think that tells me that, I, I don't know. I just, it, to me, it communicates that like, it's not about the miles that you do every day or you don't do or the days that you're out. Like, the only person that should care is you. Yeah. And the, if someone like Tyler Lau and these other through hiking freaks that can do some mileage, if they're not judging you, uh, then you shouldn't judge you and no one, no one else should judge you either. So if someone is judging you and they're like, Psh, you, you only did X amount of days. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, bro. It felt amazing. Thank you. But you know what I'm saying? Like if they're not judging you, then, then, Tyler Lau should, if he's not judging you, then don't judge yourself. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I, at least from my experience, like, I don't think that's like a, a huge issue because I feel like mm-hmm. most people that are involved in this community um, just are kind of good people in general. Yeah. Obviously, there's exceptions sometimes, but but yeah, dude, he's, mm-hmm. he's insane. And I got to give him a shout out too because he... He, I think I was like the first person that he interviewed with after he got back. And oh, gosh. back then, I mean, not that my show is like, you know, anything like big or crazy now, but like back then, I mean, my numbers weren't in my, in my reach wasn't even close to what it is now. Like mm-hmm. I was only, I'd only been doing it for a couple months at that point. Yeah. Um, if that, I can't even I think he was number 12 mm-hmm. and you know, he, that didn't matter to him. He was just like, yeah, I just kind of want to, you know, come on and, and, you know, say what I got to say. So I, I and I, I found everybody that I've interviewed um that has like any sort of uh I agree. like reach or or mm-hmm. any sort of like this is not the right word like quote credibility or or following yeah. basically um they've never cared that you know this is like a pretty small podcast they just care about telling their story you know I've had the same exact experience and I I, I am always blown away at the willingness for guests to come on. Like I rarely bump into someone that I'm like, I can't get them on. And I've had big names and small names. and I love that. And I'm always so humbled when like a bigger name or someone that I look up to or admire or am very curious about agrees to come on the podcast. Yeah, dude. I'm always like, wow, me? Like, cool. I get to talk to you. I will say that I had one guest come on that I wish I could do, have the podcast to do over again because I think I talked myself out of doing a good job okay so um, dude you you just read my mind i'm gonna let you continue down this this route but my next question was literally was literally gonna be you know has there ever been an episode where you feel like you kind of not just like you know weird shit with like a coughing or like you know stuff like that i mean like has there ever been an episode that you don't like because you felt like you didn't do a good job like as an interviewer you know yeah yeah um so I interviewed Chris Burkhard. He's a um, he's a photographer. He's got like a documentary on Netflix. He's done TED Talks. He's got like a bajillion people on Instagram following him. What's what's his last name again? Sorry, Bur- Burkhard. Um, B U R K 
K-A-R-D. I gotcha, I gotcha. And the dude has a huge following. And I reached out to him before the podcast even was a thing. Oh. I was like, hey. Oh. I was like, hey, uh, I want to start, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. (laughs) That's ballsy. That's ballsy. I was like, I want to start it out with a bang. Uh, would you want to come on the podcast? And he's like, yeah, send me some of your work. And I'm like, oh, funny thing about that is I don't have work. Okay. So um, he had like a million followers on Instagram at that point, right? And I was like, I can't. One, he responded, cool. And then two, I was like, okay, I guess I need to get some some episodes out. Episodes out. So I got some episodes out. I sent him another message. and I was like, hey, here you go. I've done some... What about, you know, coming on the podcast? And he totally agreed to come on. And I talked to him and uh, his like assistant before the podcast. And he was like so freaking nice. And I was so nervous for no good reason. <laughs> and it was only because I I just put this undue pressure on myself. I was like, it's got to be good. I want to get this. Inf- I, I wanted to respect him by doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that yes, was my I, I know exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. So we came on the podcast, and I just was like, "If I, I could do it over again," I remember getting done with it, and I was like, "I went up to my wife, and I was like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> like I sound like an idiot, like a complete fool." And I'm, and I know the podcast episode is not bad, but I was so sad <laughs> that <laughs> I couldn't have done it better for on for his behalf. Yeah. And again, I don't think it was bad. Um, I should probably go back and listen to it because it probably isn't as bad as what I remember. But I had expectations that I put on myself. I really wanted to make a good impression on him and I wanted to respect him by doing a good job. And I wish I could do it over again. Uh, I wish I could interview him now, having more episodes under my belt. Uh, it, but it just is what it is. And it's a great learning experience. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, dude. I can kind of kind of relate um not on quite the same level the first um like quote like bigger like guest i had on my show was a a woman named jennifer mabus she was a a pct Mm -hmm. vlogger um last year and i think she 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 had probably like eighteen thousand instagram followers Mm -hmm. at the time but that was way more than anybody i'd had on so not quite a million but you know Mm -hmm. i i i didn't know like how many people i was gonna reach like with Mm -hmm. you know her following that size um and i was like i was pretty damn nervous before too just because i i didn't i hadn't interviewed anybody like that and i gotta give her credit like i I think i did an okay job at the end like i I don't really regret it as much as it kind of sounds like you do but um like she was like super nice to me. Like she, yeah. uh, she was like giving me advice. Like afterwards and stuff, I was kind of asking her for advice, and you know, she understood that I was kind of still like finding my stride, I guess. And mm-hmm. and I don't know that 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 just kind of popped into my head hearing about your your story there. However, I think first of all, like good for you for reaching out to someone with a million followers before you've <laughs> even. I'll be honest, dude. I've I've kind of wanted to reach out to like Darwin oh, on the trail or like Dixie d- since it. I started. And, yeah. um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to now, but like, there's no way in hell I would have reached out to somebody like that when I first started and let alone yeah. someone with a million fault. Like that's just a, that, that blows my mind, dude. Um, and I don't know, I'm, I'm sure you're, you know, regardless of how you think the episode went, I'm sure your podcast uh, got a lot of exposure and a lot of new listeners from that episode though, huh? I mean, I, I think so. 
I, I mean, it's it's hard to tell. Every once in a while, you get a guest on that like you see a spike in listenership. Um, it's just retaining those. Mm-hmm. Um, he, it's it. I will say, interviewing someone with a really large following. Um, sometimes you won't get them. Sometimes they won't. They'll they'll share it in their own way. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's hard to really tell like how someone's going to share it. And I, I never really like to tell anyone how to do it. So I'm like, hey, if you want to help me out, share the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I do the same thing pretty much. But, but yeah, I mean, anytime you have a guest on that has um, a, a good following like that, uh, it's always going to help out a little bit. Yeah, definitely. In a minimum, you know, it helps you with show credibility. Like it's nice to have different names in there. And it's, there's that word credibility. It's nice to see, it's nice for other guests to see who's been on before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, okay, I know that person. Oh, I know that name. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, let's do this thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it, I will say, um, I, I love having like the YouTubers on. Like I had um, uh, Frozen from Outdoor Adventures. He, he mm-hmm. did a, a pretty popular AT vlog. This uh, He just finished like, uh, you know, this year. I had him on a couple episodes ago. I've had uh, Syntax77 on. Um, big fan of his channel, and you know, I, I've I've talked to various people, and I love doing that. I will say as well, some of my favorite episodes have been from people that have absolutely no social 100%. media following too. Absolutely. So, like, I I do kind of try to strike that balance because yep. it'd be real easy, especially we go back to numbers. You know, it'd be real mm-hmm. easy to just you know go from influencer to influencer yep. and, and yep. YouTuber to YouTuber and, and keep interviewing like only these people. But, yep. and, and, and not, and again, like I like doing that and I'm going to continue to do that to interview those people. But I feel like you got to mm-hmm. have a, a balance too, just uh, for the content's sake, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, I found the same thing. Anytime that was one of my goals is to have opposite ends of the spectrum, people that are, have a following people that don't people that, because there's everyone's listening. It's nice to hear from, uh, normal people that aren't doing it every single day and have mm-hmm. this, like, that's what they do. Right. In those episodes, people love them. And I, I love them as well. Like, it's always nice to talk to someone that with like a, f- a fresh, clean slate. And when I do reach out to someone that has like a bigger following, I just always try to make it really intentional. Like, why do I want this person on? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. what value are they adding to the audience? Cause I really am protective about, of my audience. Like, Hey, cool. Um, these are the people that have decided to spend an hour with me every week, possibly, <laughs> um, which is weird. <laughs> when you put it like that, it's weird. <laughs> it's super weird, man. And so I want to make sure that I'm respectful of that. And I hope, and I want like, if they offer, if the guests can offer my listeners value in some way, then absolutely. But I've also experienced reaching out to um influencers or whoever and it they never came on the podcast and i'm sometimes glad they didn't because i'm like oh that would have been awkward (laughs) (laughs) damn dude yeah um i we're gonna have to do another episode i'm telling you that right now (laughs) um because there's still so much to get here but we are at you know a little bit over an hour at this point so i kind of want to i kind of want to do story time so man for everybody who's new here, um, I always do. I mean, the show is called Trail Tales. I, I always do mm-hmm. a a story, a hiking story uh, at the end. So I I often forget to remind my guests, or even more often, I remember very last minute, which is the case today. Mm-hmm. But I did remember 
to give a little bit of heads up this time. So did you have a chance to kind of think of a story you want to share here? Something related to uh, your experiences on the trail? Yeah, man. Um, so when you asked me that, I was like, oh gosh, what, which one? And like, and then you're wondering like, which, which baby to kind of like hold up. <laughs> which um, is why I like to give the heads up, you know, because yeah. hikers can talk all freaking day about this stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, and so for, for me, the one story that kept coming up in my head that was kind of like a very important moment to me, and it's not like a funny story uh, by any means. It's kind of like one of those, like I look back to this point in time and it was very, uh, it was li- not life-changing, but it was just, it's a, it was a pillar in time, right? Okay. I had hiked through southern the desert section of the PCT, we skipped ahead uh, to to avoid some snow. I finished up northern California, hiked into Oregon, and we got to uh, we got to Fish Lake, which was about two hiking days south of Crater Lake National Park, and we bumped into yet more snow, and it was so freaking exhausting. Not even the snow was exhausting, but the idea of having to plan for snow was exhausting. Um, and it was demoralizing. And so my hiking partner and I decided to go home for, um, go home for like 10 days to let it, mm-hmm. to let the snow melt. And we'd come back and finish up. Um, cause it was really important for me to do all of Oregon and Washington, uh, since that's kind of where I'm from. So after a while we went back, went back to Fish Lake Snow was gone and we started hiking out. Well, I just spent a couple of weeks at home with my fiance and life was normal and it was really weird. Um, kind of going from like hiker Emery to um to like home Emery and like having <laughs> it's just a weird con I don't know if you took any breaks from the trail, but um it, it was very weird. And so it put me in a really weird mental place. Yeah. A very bad mental place. Um I made a video of my hike that's on my YouTube channel, like when you first go to it and it starts out with like, I think it was day two, like we hiked out and then we, we hiked out that night at a fish lake. And then on day two, I made this video and dude, the miles were going by so slow. Like I would look at my watch. I'm like, it's only been five minutes. <laughs> like, and I was hating my life and my knee was hurting. It was acting up. And, and anytime the terrain changed, it would start like stabbing me again. And we got, and I just remember being like, I don't see the, I don't see the beauty in this. I want to be home. I wish I could be spending this with my fiance. This is dumb. Why am I here? Right. And you get to that like weird mental spot. Yeah. So I got to Crater Lake and for the first time I could not get myself to like get out of my funk. I was trying everything. I called my, my fiance from a payphone. She didn't hang up and then she called me back. So that was weird. And I was still there. So I'm talking to her because we, oh, and we didn't have cell service. It was like Oregon sucks for cell service on the PCT, especially in that area. So I couldn't talk to her. I was so depressed. My knee was hurting. I could not get, I was like, okay, you know, you go through the normal, like, okay, let's do the process. Let's look at the map. Where am I going to be? Like, okay, sweet. Let me plan out some miles, some campsites. Oh, yeah, it looks cool. Like, okay, let me do a resupply. You know, like you're trying to just go through the process of it. And it, dude, it was not working. I couldn't get myself to resupply. And, uh, 
And then we, we ended up taking a zero day at Crater Lake National Park. I'm camped in the woods. Dude, I must have been the mopiest person there. <laughs> and I finally, so on the, during my zero day towards the end, you know, I go on these different walks and I'm like, I told my partner, I was like, hey buddy, uh, I'm done. Like if I wake up tomorrow morning and my knee hurts, it's over. I'm going home. I'm, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Uh, and that was weird, right? Like I had already like looked up bus routes, figured out ways to get home. Um, and I was almost darn near committed. I was committed to going home. And you (laughs) said it out loud to a person. So and I said it out loud to a person. Right. And he looked at me and he's like, you know, when your hiking partner or someone you're hiking with like knows that you're serious. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, okay, like, okay. And so we went to bed that night and I did not resupply and I woke up and my knee did not hurt. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. So I'm in my, you know, I'm in my sleeping bag and I'm like, it's gotta hurt. Like it had been hurting for days and even just walking around with no pack on, it was hurting. Mm -hmm. I was limping around and I'm like, okay, I don't feel any twinges. And I was like, well, you know, I bet when I walk around, it's going to start hurting. So I get out of my tent and my buddy's like, he's getting ready. Right. And he's kind of slowly waking up. I haven't mentioned anything to him. And I'm like, okay, walking around, no pain in my knee. And I was like, what the heck? Oh, okay, fine. I'll put my pack on because I'm going to hitch out of here. I'm going to say goodbye and I'm going to walk around. And we go over to this like store where you can resupply at where everyone's like gathered to kind of wait to get in. And dude, my knee's not hurting. And I look at my partner and I was like, shut up. We're going, whatever. <laughs> I was like, we'll just figure it out. I'll, I'll, he's like, and he looked at me. He's like, okay, buddy. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I went in and I resupplied and I'm like, still not feeling it, but at least I didn't have pain. And I, that's what I, I'd made the this determination. I was like, if my knee doesn't hurt, then I'll go. If it does hurt, then I'm going home. Right, right. So we hiked out, dude. Uh, my knee didn't hurt. All the way through Oregon and all the way through Washington. Damn. How? I have no idea, but <laughs> they, um, it really irritated me because I really wanted to go home. Uh, but that night, so to wrap up the story in a nice bow, um, I resupplied. We hiked out that night, that, that morning. Knee didn't hurt. I had a pretty good day on trail. Like it was fairly pretty. Um, and that night, the, the storm starts moving in and... It was as if like we were like timing it, timing it, timing it. We wanted to get as many miles in as we could. And finally I was like, okay, now (laughs) (laughs) we like we run into the woods and these storm clouds are like blue gray. You know that like this is not good storm cloud. Yeah, yeah. And the sun's going down, and the sun where the sun was going down, there was no clouds, and it was like projecting this like evening sunlight onto these like immense like rugged dark imminent clouds and we pitched our tents we got in and it starts pouring down hail and it was as if like someone was like like dumping glitter out of the sky because the sun (laughs) was like banging up against these um these ice pellets and I li- I went outside and I was like trying to catch them in my mouth and I'm like playing in the dirt, you know, yeah. like I threw hiker wood. And all I kept thinking of was like when I went to bed and I was like, I would have totally missed this. Yeah, man. Like 
end of story, right? Like end of story. I would have missed this if I would have gone home. And did you, I'm willing to, I'm willing to bet the answer is no. Did you ever consider even for a second quitting again after that experience? Not to the same extent. No. Um, I wasn't, I can't say that I no, because I got, I knew that that was going to be the lowest point. And I knew that if once I got through that, I was like, I'm going, I'm going to Canada. Mm -hmm. Like in, in, not in such a heavy way. Like, of course, I think everyone has that, like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I want to quit. But it was never as real as it was that that morning or that those last couple days. Yeah. And I don't, and, and I will say that I was not out of the woods yet. Like, I will say that that evening was the turning point in my attitude. Mm -hmm. It took me another week to get out of the funk, you know, like, but I was coming back out of it. And when I finally made it out, movement helped, you know, it was like, I have this blog post, like, it's funny how movement helps you out, you know, uh, staying put does not. Mm -hmm. And just the, 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 the idea of like moving through time and, and walking got me out of the funk and dude, then we became machines and we were just crushing miles and it felt really freaking good. But I'll never forget, man, the, the photos I took that night on a silly iPhone, like there's some of my cher most cherished photos, man, because it was such a, oh, dude, you would have missed this moment. Like, wow, you came really close. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that, that's that's incredible, honestly. I, I don't know if I've ever really heard like a a story like this or, or that kind of experience um, described quite in that way, I guess. Um, I mean, the fact that you literally had like been looking up ways to get home. The fact that oh, you yeah. like, like I said, it's a second ago the you verbally committed mm -hmm. to, to a hiking partner. Like, okay, I'm done. Cause, cause it's one thing to like in the back of your mind or even like at the front of your mind, be like, I'm mm -hmm. quitting. But like, once you say that it's like, shit, you know, this is actually like like real. And, and, and obviously you were serious about it. You know, you weren't just, mm -hmm. just saying it. So the fact that you were able to kind of come back from that, I think is a, yeah. uh, is pretty incredible. Um, dude, this was, this was great. I feel like your listeners are going to enjoy this because they got to hear so much about like the behind the scenes of Byland. Oh, I feel like sure, yeah. my listeners are going to enjoy it because, you know, they kind of heard quite a bit of that stuff from, from my end as well. So I am stoked. I can't wait to put this one out next week. Uh, thank you so much, man. I, I just, uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. I will anytime, uh, we'll have you on my mind as well. Cause, uh, it sounds like we have a lot to talk about, man. <laughs> for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think we're going to sign off here. Don't hang up on me quite yet, but to everybody listening, thank you so much and, uh, happy trails. Mm -hmm.